evening and welcome to the Coaches Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach Shannon Curry. A weekly inside look at Golden Bears football along with high school football score updates from around the metro area. Now let's join your host for the Coaches Show, Wally Langfellow. And welcome to the Coaches Show. Wally Langfellow along with Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears head coach Shannon Courier. Well, Coach, you guys coming off of a disappointing loss at Minot State last week. I know it's a long bus ride there and a long ride home. And boy, I bet it was twice as long coming home after uh, dropping a close one, 38-31 to Minot State. Um, tell me a little bit about the trip. Absolutely. It is a long trip out there. And when you come back not on the winning end, it makes it for a more challenging trip back. Just a terrible feeling you got longer uh, to let just fester inside you, you know, as you sit on the bus. And um, I think the the coach and players all felt the same thing. Um, so absolutely, we had an expectation to win. And I think we do every week. Uh, but but I, I feel like we didn't uh, prepare as well as we need to mentally in, t- in terms of just, uh, I guess, um, you know, giving them the, the credit they deserve. They have a lot of talented offense players, which we knew going to the week. And uh, I don't think we gave them the respect that that we needed to give them and we we didn't perform as well you know as, as we needed to perform the week before the victory against Moorhead you guys played one of your best defensive games of the year and then this has to be in your eyes at least the polar opposite allowing 38 points um and, and basically unable to stop them on, in most situations. Absolutely. It was definitely the, the total opposite of the week, previous week. We had you know tied a national record with 14 sacks in one week. We had seven defensive linemen play winning football in, you know, in the week um, against Morehead State. And then this past week, and that's where it all starts. You know, and it's it's the same for every team. So it's, we're not necessarily calling anybody out because you know we're a team. Regardless of what's happening, we have to find ways to win. If the offense can't score but five points, then the defense defense better hold them a four you know and if the defense gives up 38 then the offense has to score 39 um you know the special teams is kind of that the group in between there that has a big impact on field position so there's just a lot of variables going to win in the football game and you know we, we we never try to point fingers for sure you know at the same time it starts up front on both sides of the football if you're going to be successful one of the the keys to our success here this year has been our defensive line play but we went from seven performers playing winning football to two and we had 60 busts on defense, and that's that's just something we can't have uh, to beat anybody. And like I said, they, they had some dangerous explosive athletes that we let loose, um, and, and therefore we, we didn't stop them like we needed to do. One of the uh, players that you were concerned about going in, and it certainly turned out, was uh, Ben Belinsky, their quarterback. He rushed for 141 yards, threw for almost 200 yards. Uh, boy, when you got a dual-threat quarterback like that, at any level, I was going to say, especially at D two, but really at any level, that sure makes the defense's job that much more difficult, doesn't it? Absolutely. When you put eleven on eleven, it's very challenging to defend. You know, so we, we like seeing quarterbacks that are immobile and sit in a pocket, uh, much like the Morehead State did, because you can call different defenses. And um, you know, when you know that uh, they're not a run threat, it, it gives a big advantage to the defense. And he was definitely something we we're concerned about going to the game, and he played great. And he was the NSIC part of the game or, or the week uh, you know he's very mobile um, he was accurate with his throws um, he, he just he directed the offense very well that day um, we did get one turnover they had a fumble off a pitch uh, in the end zone which is a huge uh, turnover we, we got before the half but um, all, you know in all that def- that offense played very well that day and uh, very impressive 
Offensively, um, you guys had a good day. 31 points. Uh, Max Hutton, um, strong performance. He had a career-high 22 completions on the day. Uh, threw for a couple of touchdowns. But I'm sure you don't want to have to throw the football 39 times in a football game. Well, not necessarily. You know, we'll do whatever we have to do to win the game. And, and like we said earlier, if if, uh, if if we're having to score 39 to win, then that's what we have to do. So even though it was a solid day of, of points, you know, wasn't good enough from our offense. We needed to, to score more points. We got stalled on a couple of drives. You know, so in, in games like that, you look at the, the different times where you didn't convert a first down, where you had to punt, you know, because every drive is critical. We we're one drive shy of tying the game. And uh, we, we missed some opportunities. We had some big play opportunities we missed. Um, you know, we just we weren't as productive in, in certain situations as we needed to be, and and that certainly wasn't the best defense in the league either. So, you know, based on who you're playing against every week, might dictate the type of uh, game you might have. And, and that was one of the lower ranked defenses in the league, and we certainly needed to score more. Uh, Jabril Clewis um, had a standout game, and, and this is a guy comes in from Tulane, and I know you've been kind of waiting for him to have a breakout game, and he certainly has contributed this year, but uh, 77 yards, six catches, a couple of TDs. I think he probably showed you something that you already knew but hadn't seen a lot of so far. Yeah, I feel like the last couple of weeks we've been targeting him more, trying to you know create some things for him. You know, We have specific uh, ways to get him open you know, off some RPOs and you know, designed uh, routes for him to be the primary guy and, and you know, he has been very productive. You know, he's he's fast. He's got great hands. Um, he's confident. He doesn't drop balls. Um, so, yeah, he was a, a, a surprise in our game and played very well and had two touchdowns. And, and again, as we move forward, he's going to be important for us to keep scoring points. Uh, other wideout, MJ Williams also had a nice game. Seven catches, uh, 91 yards, and a long 45-yarder that uh, set up a field goal in the first quarter. Um, talk a little bit about MJ and what he brings to the table. MJ was a honorable mention all conference player last year. You know, he's a senior, transferred in from Cal, uh, California Junior College, and, and he's a guy that we recognized this past week in our meeting just for he's been very coachable. He's uh, stepped it up this past couple weeks and finding ways that he can improve. He's improved his blocking. You know, everybody looks at receivers as guys that catch balls, but even you know, if you run eighty plays in a game and you get nine catches, which is phenomenal, you know, what are you doing on the rest of the, the day? You know, so a receiver needs to block, and that's a, a culture we're trying to establish here. And I feel like, you know, he's just really been tuned in the ways that he can improve the details of, uh, you know, the different assignments he has. He's been one that's trying to improve, and we've seen a big improvement in his play. You can't have guys like uh, Randy Moss who play when they want to play, <laughs> especially when you run the football as much as you guys like to run the football. No, I mean, we like the talent of Randy Moss, certainly, but those guys are hard on culture. Um, <laughs> and uh, MJ is certainly not that guy, but, um, you know, uh, Randy Moss is, it was, it was a special character, that's for sure, and a great talent. But I, but at the point, uh, again, being, you know, you, you, as you said, you can make nine catches. What are you doing the other 71 plays? And that's what receivers don't get. It's they have to block just like the offensive linemen do. They're very critical in our perimeter run game. You know, they're the, they're, their blocks are the touchdown producing blocks. When things break into the open, you know, their blocks oftentimes spring the the running back or the ball carrier into the end zone. Um, and and you know, obviously, it's important that they sometimes they're not the primary guy or. You know, we have a, a pattern, in, and everybody's at a 
a place because we're trying to force the defense to stretch. And then the quarterback, based on the defensive movement, you know, will throw the ball to the open guy. So, you know, it's important they are where they're supposed to be at the right depth, you know, the right spot on the field. And that's something that I've really been appreciative of Mike. Just uh, recently, he's been very committed to trying to find those details and, and improve them, um, you know, in the last couple of weeks. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to bring in a couple of your players. Matt Montgomery and Gabe and Kumu are going to join us. We'll have that and more high school football scoreboard update coming up next. You're listening to Minnesota Score Radio and the Coaches Show. Stay with us. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your To Be Continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at MyCSPStory.com. That's MyCSPStory.com. Gold Bear fans, did you know that this coaches show, along with our CSP Bears podcast, is available to subscribe in iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio? The CSP Bears podcast is a new way to get people behind the scenes in Concordia Athletics and is generally available on Thursday afternoons. And the coaches show will be available on the pod late Friday evening or early Saturday morning. Just search CSP Bears for our weekly podcast and coach. You're listening to The Coach's Show with Golden Bears head football coach, Shannon Courier. And you are listening to The Coach's Show. Wally Langfellow along with head coach Shannon Courier. We're joined by a couple of his players, Matt Montgomery, offensive lineman, center, and Gabe Nkumu, who was defensive player of the week for the squad. He is a sophomore linebacker. Um, We'll start out with you, Matt. You're from Howard Lake, not Big Lake, as Coach told me. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, High school football out in Howard Lake. Uh, Tell me what it was like. I mean, it was small-town football, anything you'd expect from that. A lot of of power eye, a lot of... uh, a lot of just running the football. Yeah. What? And you guys? Is that a? Was that a two A school? Or yeah, it was a two A school. Two A yep. school. Okay. Did you guys have any success when you were in high school? Uh, not much. We didn't win that much, but we played in a really hard conference. Uh, so come section tournament, we actually my junior year we went one and seven on the season, and then ended up making our our first state appearance. Wow. Uh, playing Pipestone, so that was actually a really cool thing. Yeah. Uh, who so all, was, who all's in that conference? Uh, I mean, there's Maple Lake, Holding Ford, Piers, Painesville. Oh, yeah. um, yeah, there's some, there's yeah, some there's good some, programs. There's some good teams. Yeah, yeah some long, for sure. Long-term programs. Uh, offensive line on this squad, and I know a coach, they want to they want to balance offense. You want to be able to throw, and you want to be able to run the football, and you got to be able to do both. Um, is there, as a center, do you have a preference? I like to run the football. Yeah. yeah. A lot of offensive linemen like that. You just it, It's the aggressive part of it, right? Instead right. of being on defense, you're on offense, right? For sure, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell me about that, though. What what has has there has there been uh, because you ran the football so much in high school? Is that does that make does that have made you a better player at this level? You think? Uh, I think it has something to do with it. Yes, I come from a running program, and that's all I've that's all I really did. Uh, I was able to learn how to pass set here. I was never really taught that in high school because we ran so much. Uh, but I do like the balance. I personally prefer to run the ball uh, because, like you said, we are on the offensive instead of the defensive. We're not retreating back to catch a defensive lineman. Instead, we're we're going out to attack them. So that's what I like about it. Gabe, um, this past week, uh, you guys up at uh, Minot State. Uh, I, it's according to my notes here. 
you had the second most tackles in club history in, yes, a, fo- in a football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you want to make the tackles, but, boy, the fact that you guys have to, you know, they had 38 points, that means they're on offense an awful lot. Uh, that can't happen, can it? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, you know, obviously it's it's kind of it's cool to, you know, have that little milestone thing or whatever. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm here to win. So it's kind of still disappointing that um, we weren't able to get the job done. So, um. One of the things Coach talked about in our first segment was that long trip home. Mm-hmm. Uh, long trip home after a loss. How difficult was that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty hard. I mean, from the guys who are starting all the way to the guys who, you know, they didn't even really play. Um, but, you know, it's frustrating all across the board just because, you know, we're all here to compete. And, you know, just having that, that it was a, it was like a 10-hour bus drive. And so having that 10 hours just sit and reflect on things that, you know, you feel like you could have did better or like that one extra play you could have made, you know, it's it, it gets to you a little bit. But um, it definitely was not enjoyable like we thought it was going to be because um, we, we expected to win. Um, but you know that's just that just comes with playing a, any sport, really. What has to change defensively? What happened up at Minot that you just can't let happen again? Um, I think just you know overall at all three levels, D line, linebackers, you know, um, DBs, everything. We just need to be more uh, focused on the details and just you know making our assignments known and just um, you know making sure that we're technically sound. I think we had just a lot of little breakups here and there that um, they were able to expose, in which, you know, that led to the big plays. And so I think if we just get those cleaned up, then we would have been straight. But uh, we just weren't able to get that done. So, Offensive side of the ball, um, you guys were able to put some points up. But at the same time, as Coach said, it doesn't matter if you don't outscore the other team, right? I mean, that, that's that's the ultimate goal is to uh, win the football game. Uh, offensively, what did you like about what happened last week and what has to improve? Well, I liked how much we we went back to what we to what we can do. Uh, we went back to a lot of inside zone, and I think that we're very very effective when we can establish a run game. Uh, but like you said, we we got to score. We got to score more points than the other team, and at the end of the day, it didn't come down to it. So I think if we can establish a run game in this next game, and we can keep at that, I think it's going to be a lot, a lot different as far as the outcome of the game. As a center, do you do you do you, do you make uh, line calls? Is that is that your job? Uh, yeah, I make calls, and then I let I let other guys around me see other things too, so they can correct me on certain calls. Uh, but I, I do make the initial call. Do you play? Did you play center in high school? I did not. I played guard. So this has been an adjustment. It has been. Yes. Do you like it? I love it. Yeah. I what, love it. what What do you like better about playing center? Uh, I think I like the fact that I'm I'm in the middle of all of it. I'm in a. I get contact right away. I get to get in a fight right away. And I get to block a lot of different people. I get to block linebackers. I get to block tackles. I get to, I get to go up to safety sometimes. You know, I think that's it. Just there's a lot of variety in what I do. Uh, so I like I like being a leader of the offensive line as well. So and you get to touch the ball on every play. It's, it's something that, that uh, my sons were both told their first practices when they put them out at center. They say, well, they get to touch the ball on every play for sure. Yep, <laughs> that's uh, a that's a good thing, right? right. Yep. <laughs> did you ever hear that too? I, mean, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Touch the ball on every play. Um, Gabe, did you play linebacker in high school? 
Uh, I played from in, Iowa City, right? Yeah, I'm from Iowa City, City High, not West High. Um, <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I, I played a similar position. It's, it's more similar to Rover, which is what um, my friend Des plays here. Um, but I, it was it was a safety linebacker hybrid type of thing. Um, I played a little bit more in pass coverage than I did playing in the box um, in high school than I do here, but. Um, I only played football my senior year of high school, so really, yeah. So it was, you know. What other sports learning. did you play? I played basketball and I ran track, but I was planning on going to play basketball in college. And then what happened? Uh, well, I had a lot of injuries with basketball. I broke my legs, both of them, multiple oh my times. Goodness, playing basketball, you broke yeah, your leg? yeah. It was just this thing with my my muscles and my tendons like pulled up on my bone and it broke and all this thing, and. Uh, so that sent me back with that. And then, uh, you know, senior year, a couple of my friends were just like, hey, you know, you should just go out for football just because, you know, whatever. And it's their last year. So um, I did it. And then I got more looks and more offers for football. So then. So this is the path you took? Yeah. So I, I just took this because it's free school. So I'm like, hey. Okay. Uh, other than free school, <laughs> yeah. why Concordia? Um, what, what attracted you? I just I like I like where we're at the location. Um, I just felt like the the program itself. You know, Coach Courier, he was here. Um, you know, back in the early 2000s or whatever, yeah. and then he left. Um, we were his first like actual recruiting class that he had a full season to recruit, and just the way that he, you know, kind of talked about his process and how, you know, you know he his visions for the future of the program um i just i liked everything that he was talking about so that's why okay I chose and matt uh what's your major here uh, i'm an uh, accounting major accounting major yep. okay and what brought you to concordia what was your what was the deciding factor uh for me it was like gabe said the culture uh i knew it was gonna i knew it was gonna turn around when i came i wasn't wasn't great when i came but i knew it was gonna it was gonna improve greatly um and for me, another thing is Coach Medlow. He's my offensive line coach. I didn't have another coach that recruited me as hard as he did, and I've never had a coach that cares as much as he does. So that's a, a big thing for me. Well, great. Well, guys, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Good luck on Saturday against Bemidji, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, they are Matt Montgomery and Gabe Nkumu here on Minnesota Score Radio and the Coaches Show. Back with more after this timeout. Stay with us. Make sure you download our new CSP Bears Game Day app in the App Store or Google Play Store. The free app helps you follow our football team and any of our other teams on campus. Simply search for CSP Bears, download the app, and select your favorite Golden Bears team to get notifications tailored to your settings. The app also allows you to get live stats and easy access to watch and listen to our games live right in the app. Search CSP Bears in the app store today if you're ready to continue your story with an online degree concordia university st paul can help you get there we have the flexible affordable programs you need to take your next step we're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success your to be continued starts at concordia learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com that's mycspstory.com 
Now back to the Coaches Show with Wally Langfellow and Golden Bears head football coach Shannon Courier. Final segment of this week's Coaches Show. Wally Langfellow along with Shannon Courier. Coach, uh, this week you're back home at Seafoam Stadium. Noon kickoff on Saturday against uh, a very good Bemidji State team. Uh, they are 5-2 and two in the NSIC. Boy, you just get no weeks off in this conference, do you? <laughs> Every week is a battle. We have to be ready to play our best, and, and certainly Bemidji State's got a great program, meaning that they've been able to be competitive, you know, from year in to year out, and uh, we'll definitely have a test, you know, this this Saturday. Uh, again, and this is the final game in your northern swing, correct? Correct. What do you like about the the setup in the conference, the north south thing? What don't you like about it? Um, you know, I, I guess we don't try to complain much because it's out of, out of our control. But what I do like about it is you, you don't play any night games on long trips. The last thing we want to do is go to Minot and play at, at night. You know, it's bad enough playing at 3 o'clock and then traveling the 10 hours after the game. You know, we had to leave at 7 p.m. to get home. We didn't get home until 4 in the morning. Ooh. You know, so if you're playing a 6 o'clock game, getting done at 9 and leaving at 10, you know, you're not getting back till 8 a.m. You know, so um, that's the best part about it, and that's why they've done it is to to not have any night games. A lot of the night games are played early in the season because of the weather, and uh, plus the first game you can play is a Thursday night to open your season. So th- a lot of times those games are evening games. Uh, by having the north games in the middle, you avoid those those night games. All right, let's talk about Bemidji State in particular. Um, what do you know about them offensively? Let's start with the offense. You know, they've had some injuries at quarterback, so they're kind of uh, doing a variety of things to help make up the, the the gap, I guess. They have a couple of guys that go in and rotate at quarterback to play a bunch of wildcat stuff. They're putting running backs there, which, you know, creates some different things for them. They also have a guy that's uh, throwing the ball well. He had 287 yards last week. Uh, they're a guy that's playing quarterback, so that's where it starts. They have some very good tailbacks. I think the receiving core is legitimate. Um, and an offensive line, that's physical. You know, they're going to run the football. Um, they've been productive here without that quarterback uh, that they they lost to to injury but um you know, it's important we play a lot better defense than we did last week. We have to be gap sound and we can't have the bus, you know, defensively. So, you know, more more importantly who we're playing against is us playing our best and us doing what we're supposed to be doing and that's something we're really focused on this week. Are they balanced or are you gonna see more pass than run? What do you know? They're pretty balanced. You know, they, they do throw and run. Uh you know, they're gonna run the football a little bit more and I think the best teams do, but they certainly can throw the football as well. All right, what are you going to see from them defensively? I know you guys, as we talked about, you put up 31 points last week, but uh, what uh, what do you expect to see from them defensively? Well, this is the, one of the better defenses in the league. They just run really well. Their front seven is very aggressive. Um, you know, it's going to be challenging to run lateral against them. You know, so we're going to have to be able to run the football downhill, um, you know, more than we, maybe we have in the past. But they're, they're just an aggressive group. they got a lot of experience. You know, they play with a lot of veterans. Uh, they've been able to, because you know their program is good because they are able to redshirt freshmen you know let them get some experience and then they play a lot of veteran players typically the last few years you know their their uh, secondary is also very solid and i just think they got a lot of experience and confidence and and success that they bring into the program you know bring into the game 
So how do you attack them? Are, are we going to what will what will we see from you? You said you got to take care of your own business. Yeah. What are we going to see from you guys? We need to run the football more successfully. You know, we need to to have more variety to run game. Maybe we've displayed so far this season. You know, so that's something that we're focused on. Is um, you know we can't turn the ball over. They've been a very opportunistic defense. They unfortunately a bunch of turnovers on the year. Uh, so we have to secure the football, but then also run the ball. And and uh, I think that's maybe you know where we have our best shot is. If we're going to win this game, it's us running the football and getting quality yards per carry. It's a noon kickoff. And you and I talked about this uh, on the trip to St. Cloud. You talked about how you like, you personally like noon kickoffs. It's your preference to play at noon. Explain it. Well, I think it's different than everybody else. Most uh, college football games are going on at one in our conference. You know, so I feel it's an advantage when you're, you know, we're at home to play earlier. It forces the other team maybe out of their rhythm a little bit. They got to get up one hour sooner. You know, so anything we can do to gain an edge, you know, we're willing to do. Maybe it's not beneficial for the crowd because the later in the day, maybe there's more fans. I'm not sure, but we're, we're trying to find a, a way to gain an advantage. And I think, you know, forcing the, the opposing team to have their team breakfast earlier than they've normally doing it. You know, for us, we do it a lot, so it's it's not new to us, but for a team playing us at home, this might be the only noon game all year long. So I think that's where it starts. You know, second off, it's a lot more enjoyable to, you know, to, to play the game. The, the worst part of the day is just sitting there waiting for the game. You know, if the, the later games, you know, we sit around all day just kind of waiting for that time and it's hard to to get much else off your mind when you got or on your mind when you're you're thinking about the game so i like the fact that we we get up we play the game there's still time in the day for folks to travel back home or spend time with families it's like it's family friendly as well just because of um you know we have more more time to spend with them after the game if we play a six o'clock game you know your your all day is spent with you know at the office uh, getting ready for the game and then when the game's done it's it's time to go to sleep uh this weekend we have a little birthday party for a couple ladies in the house so it's gives us a chance to do stuff like that after the game too so from a personal standpoint i certainly prefer a noon game uh and, and one last thing and you mentioned family time after the game and i i noticed and i know you do this at home all the time but i noticed in st cloud the game ended you talked to the team for maybe two three minutes afterwards but then it was literally directing the players hey go find your families how important is that and what 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 has been the uh, genesis of that well i think you know it's, it's about perspective and balance you know i think i've learned that through through my own experiences good and bad um but you have to keep balance in your life you know i think anytime any of us let one thing become uh you know a power of us or an idol of ourselves and we're going to have problems and you know a lot of times it's very easy for coaches to get all wrapped up in the football because that's what we do and you know it's a pride thing we want to be the best you want to win football games but it's important to understand what this is really all about it's helping these young men develop as people getting them ready to be uh, fathers and husbands and it's important to understand the balance you know we can't uh, make this more important than really what it is it's a game we're playing but we're trying to learn life lessons through the game we talk about faith football family you know and i guess in in my previous and, and younger years of coaching that was something that sounded good maybe not always implemented but and the I football think, was usually first
first. Yeah, yeah. Football, football always probably took precedence over the rest of it. But I think today we're we're definitely in that right um, priority list. You know, we're, we we talk a lot about faith and faith development, and that's where it starts. That's how you get through the various things in life, and that, that's probably the best tool these kids can learn coming to Concordia. That's going to be more important than a class they take or football they play. Is how they're going to deal with other adversity that hits them in life. Um, the second thing is you know family has to be important. So when kids have conf- conflicts with family and they have things come up in their family, then you know they need to be there and present. Um, and, and every week, you know, with this many kids on the team, there's various things going on. The variety of families on our team. Um, you know, we've had kids with with sick uh, parents and siblings and um, grandparents passing away, and you know, just a lot of things like that. When you're talking about 110 players and another 15 coaches, there's just a lot of room for you know some life things that are happening. So that's why it's important to have that perspective uh, because if if your face not in line and your your family's struggling, it's real hard to be focused on football. Um, so I think it's just a good reminder that uh, you know we'll keep this uh, for what it is. It's a game we're playing. We all want to win badly, but at the same time, um, it is only a game. All right, sir. Um, kick off at noon against Bemidji State. Good luck, and we will talk to you again next week. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, he is Shannon Courier, head coach of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul. I'm Wally Langfellow. Thanks for listening to The Coach's Show, and have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Coach's Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach Shannon Courier. Be sure to tune in each week throughout the season as we review and preview Golden Bears football right here on Minnesota Score Radio. We'll see you next time.